Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. be perfect. I I know a few friends that have just kind of shifted the way that they do their business. And a lot of them, they're doing them, you know, online, Zoom, Skype, and all of that. And I think that having an opportunity to go on other podcasts and kind of advertising what you're doing would really benefit people at this time when, let's say, some of their clientele isn't coming to them. So that's kind of dropped off. This gives them an opportunity to reach out and get clientele that maybe they would have never have had an opportunity to get had they not chosen to go onto other podcasts. So I really, I love the idea. Okay. So I really want to know more about you. So 
We know that you love dogs and cats and animals and you love to fundraise for them and you do some amazing things. And I absolutely love the art and you're right that pit bulls are super, super awesome dogs. My brother had one. Um, but I want to learn a little bit more about you and the road that you took to get to where you are. What made you do what you're doing? Yes. So my story is definitely... Um, it can be a little bit dark, but I like sharing it, especially now, because I think it's important when globally everyone is experiencing somewhat of a rock bottom. If not, there's a lot of fear and uncertainty. And I think a lot of people are truly experiencing grief, mm -hmm. you know, whether or not they've actually lost someone, everything that they thought was going to happen is canceled their business, their family, things are so uncertain. So mm -hmm. I like to share this because I hope that it gives other people hope because mm -hmm. When I was um, 26, I was living in Taiwan as an English teacher, and I hadn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I majored in college, I majored in art and Latin, which my mom was like, oh, great, you doubled your chances of, of being unemployed with a double major. Good job. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. At that point, I didn't realize that I was an entrepreneur, and that's why nothing was, like, I wasn't liking anything. Nothing was holding my attention. But so I was like, I love to travel. I decided to move to Asia. Teaching English is an easy way to get paid to live to, in Asia. You can save a little bit of money. So when I was 26, it was 2015. I had been teaching for two years and I got news from my mom that my dad had died by suicide. Mm -hmm. And I'm an only child. Family is very important to me. I'm very close with my parents. I didn't even leave Rhode Island like for college. Like I going to Taiwan was the first time I ever really le left the nest and it was hard. I miss them so much, especially during Christmas and that really getting that news. I did not think he was suicidal. I, I mean, we were very close. It was shocking and my world fell apart really in an instant. Mm -hmm. And I went from worrying about my lesson plan for the next day to calling my boss and saying, I won't be coming into work anymore ever. My dad killed himself and I need to plan an international move. Mm -hmm. And it just fell apart in a second. The stuff that you felt like was uncancelable is canceled right. <laughs> and everything's different, which is what people are experiencing now. Right. And there was an added complication because my dad was a hoarder. So he was brilliant. He was hilarious. He was an incredibly successful lawyer. And he was always, you know, in a suit, white teeth, looking great. But behind closed doors, there was really mental illness and what I believe was a lot of unprocessed trauma mm -hmm. um, from a childhood of abuse and neglect, which you see a lot with hoarding. And so I was raised in a hoarded house, which I resented. I was so stressed out by the mess. Mm -hmm. And someone had to clean this house. My parents were still together when my dad died. And I was like, my mom, I was like, she cannot live like this. I need to clean this house. But it was a six bedroom house. It was gigantic. Mm -hmm. And it was a project that was so daunting. People told me, you can't do this. And, and they said, please don't do this. You've been through enough. Mm -hmm. But if you've lost someone, you realize that you don't really have a choice. There's stuff that has to get done. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't pause because you're in grief. Mm -hmm. So I moved home from Taiwan. I spent five and a half months every single day from 5 a.m. to like 8.30 p.m. 
working straight through no weekends, no days off cleaning the house. And I was freaking out. I mean, I had no idea how to do this. I was Googling to find people who did hoarding support who could help with cleanups. And I, you know, there were some duds who were really terrible. I finally found someone who was great and she could handle the project and she helped me. And then she had all this personal stuff and she disappeared. And I was like, this is not happening. (laughs) Really everything that could go wrong did every day. There was a challenge that if I had been any less committed, I would have quit because it felt impossible. And I was totally unqualified to deal with it. I did. I was not an expert, but I kept going. I kept Googling. I kept finding experts, hiring the right people and not giving up. I had a gigantic dumpster (laughs) for five and a half months and we did it. The house was clean at the end and it was so incredible to accomplish something that people said couldn't be done that I felt couldn't be done something that was such a gift to my mom and that really was the foundation of my entrepreneurial career because I didn't know it at the time but that was a startup hey guys we're going to take a quick break so that you can hear a word from our sponsor And we're back. I mean, that was an uphill battle of finding the right people, of becoming an expert in stuff I knew nothing about when I had to. I was pivoting and really just being relentless. And that was the foundation that really allowed me to come into Interview Connections as a first employee and even as a contractor with an attitude that other people just didn't have. I was in it to win it and I was hungry to scale and I was relentless and I wouldn't give up and I worked longer than everybody else. I was always looking at what I could do extra, what I could do to make my clients even happier. I started calling all my clients every Friday and just saying, how are you? How are you liking your bookings? And no one made me do that, but all that stuff like that of going above and beyond was how I went from a first employee to a 50% co-owner in the business. Wow. And that really does, it does do that. You know, having to go through something, pushing yourself, even when you're, you don't want to do it, you're at, you're at odds because people told you not to do it. You, you ran into bumps in the road by finding duds that didn't help you and to actually just continue to do it. But one thing that I was thinking is possibly psychologically too, Going through and getting rid of all of the things possibly even helped you process everything, the loss yes. and everything that your dad was going through that maybe was hidden underneath all of the, the hoarding and the, and the rubble. I bet that that was also, I mean, you had twofold. You're having to stress yourself, right, to, to get it done. And that helped you become the amazing person that you are now in, in business. But also, too, I, I can see that that's really helped you process the loss and everything that uh, you were going through. So all together, and I know that this may sound strange and weird, but this is the way that I see things, that that may have been the biggest gift that you could have ever been given by your dad. As, as strange and backwards as that may sound to people, other people, but this is how I live my life and this is how I do it. But that really, um, that darkness, having to go into that really dark place made you so strong that you've been able to achieve what you've been able to achieve in such a short period of time. And so it's amazing. Yeah, I definitely agree. I I believe that everything happens for a reason and it's an honor. Like now I am my dad's legacy and Mm -hmm. that pushes me harder too to be successful, to break through barriers, to build stuff because I love him and I'm proud of him 
we aren't ashamed of, you know, that it was a suicide and it's an honor to have been able to take care of my mom and to clean up that house and to physically process your right, his possessions, to tie up all the loose ends from his life. It was an honor to be able to do that for him and to be able to live now as his legacy. And I totally agree that stuff comes out of situations that seem totally negative are never a hundred percent negative. And some of the most incredible breakthroughs of your life come out of them. And I hope people remember that now with everything going on, because I need to be really honest and I'm not just being self-deprecating. I was not that great before this happened. I mean, I was a good person, but I was a brat. I was entitled. Like I was, I knew my daddy would bail me out if I got in trouble. Like I really was not the person that I am. And it took losing him and doing that project and all of that to grow up Mm -hmm. and to really become the person that I am now and the person that I want to be. So you, the version of yourself who can do anything, who can handle anything really comes into being when something happens and it's Mm -hmm. an incredible transformation. Well, and I think also your story is not just inspiring because, you know, you're showing that there is light through the dark, but I think also during this time, you know, this isn't necessarily during a suicide of a parent, but at the same time, it's like you said, there's those moments that you think can't be canceled that are suddenly canceled and your income that you thought was, you know, unstoppable is suddenly stopped and family that you you know, really get through the week by connecting with them, you can no longer connect with them. So I think you're showing that even through this, you know, strange and surreal time that we're going through, that there is light through the darkness Mm -hmm. and that it's all how your mindset is and that you see it as a gift. And I think, you know, like we've spoken about, maybe it's that person that is entrepreneurial, but a little scared and they come through this and, you know, come up with a business that everyone needed and we didn't even know we needed it. Or maybe it's reconnecting with your family under your, you know, four walls that you just kind of weren't connecting with because now you have to see them all the time. So I think that your story is, you know, it's your story, but it relates to a time that we're going through now from the standpoint that, you know, you persevered and you took this time and really made something amazing and it changed you as a human being. And I think that's what this time is kind of doing for all of us. We're realizing what's important and what's not really important. And those moments we thought couldn't be canceled, we're surviving even though they're canceled. Right. Yes. You know, it's okay. We're getting through it. So that is just, you know, so you should be so proud of yourself. I'm sure you are. But that is just, you know, it gave me goosebumps when you're telling us about it because it truly is a legacy for your dad. And I love the way that you have such sweet words for him and your mom and, you know, that you would, you accomplish something that you probably wish you could have done as a child to clean that home. Yes. Finally <laughs> get to see it, you know, as a more adult person is still an accomplishment and probably felt like that little girl was finally getting to clean that home. Yes. Yeah. That's so intuitive of you to say that. Cause that is like so dead on and to like take control of something that as a kid and forever mm-hmm. you know I just couldn't I couldn't have done anything because I was too young to really take mm-hmm. control of that project to finally be able to do that it was very transformational fantastic yeah I hope everybody out there is really listening to it this has been a really amazing interview and uh, definitely at the perfect time because I do believe that people are going through a sense of mourning um, 
whether or not they've lost someone, they have lost something. The story that they thought was going to be going on forever has ended and it didn't end the way they thought it was going to be. So essentially everyone is going through mourning and going through all of the phases of it. So I do want everybody to go ahead and take that into consideration when you're when you're kind of struggling with your emotions and not understanding what's going on or even your children's emotions because I have seen um, one child more than the other kind of going through the phases of mourning and my husband didn't really understand what was happening and I had to explain that that there is a story that the brain you know comes up with and, and it's not ending the way that we all thought it would end and so if everybody could give themselves some grace and you know take a page out of this book of just keep going forward. Just keep moving one foot in front of the other that even though things look really messy and crazy and and possibly dark at this time, if it is dark for you, that at the end of it, you're going to be an evolved and a different person as long as you don't give up and hide in a corner underneath piles of, you know, bottles of beer and wine that, you know, which I don't, I don't ever look down on anybody that drinks beer and wine. But not to get lost in it and not to just, you know, wallow in it, but to keep moving forward even when you don't want to. And so that leads me to your why. So we've learned your story, but there's always a deeper story that really keeps pushing you forward in what you're doing now. And so what is your why? What keeps you going now that you're moved forward through it? My why and the reason that I am so passionate about podcast interviews and all types of speaking virtually and otherwise is the impact that it has on other people to feel the connection of hearing someone say something that they can relate to. And they're just like, Oh my gosh. Yes. So my why is from a mother Teresa quote that really is like my entire life mission. Um, and she said, find someone who believes they're alone and convince them that they're not. So that is my why. Oh God. I love that. (laughs) okay we may have to end it now because before I start actually like crying on air (laughs) oh this was an amazing interview for sure absolutely loved it thank you both thank you so much it was an honor to be on your show yes and I can't tell Susan's on with us or not because I'm not able to see her So I'll go ahead and finish the show as she normally does. Anyway, we hope that everyone has enjoyed this interview as much as we have and that you gained so much out of it and that you find your way out of the darkness at the end of all of this and see what an amazing bright light and stronger person that you are going to be at the end of this whole COVID craziness. And we hope that if you are listening, that you go ahead and hit subscribe so that you never miss any of our podcasts. And if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends because you never know who's going to need to hear any of the stories that we have here on the podcast, especially today's. And we hope that everyone has found a seat at our table. Thank you all for joining. This is the conclusion of our part one of two with Margie Falhoun with Interview Connections. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.